there is a system out to get you. Lincoln here from Turn to Burn, FamilyFamily.com's Transformational Man Cave. We concluded on the Thug Devotionals, however, there's just uh, some remaining, as, as I would say, residual reactions that have been stirring around in my head about some of the ideas and thought nuggets that we put out in Thug Devotionals. Thank you for being present and we do hope that you'll take a, a chance to look at the full suite of thoughts in Thug Devotionals over the 21 days as we suggested. After you're done, this is just, I would say, uh, some of the be real stuff that did not probably feature very heavily. We focused heavily in the book, in the devotionals on pain, on on anger, and on the thug life mentality being a reaction to the pain and the anger that comes out of this world. And it might sound like a cop out to many. However, there are a lot of youths from the inner city, from the blighted areas, from our ghettos, as they are called, that have to deal with what almost seems like an orchestrated system that is against them. And this is something that I did not really want to, to emphasize heavily throughout this process because we want people to take responsibility and to be accountable for their actions and not to blame a system. And here is why, because Christ himself, the scriptures teach, he came out of a place called, called uh, Nazareth, which was a part of the, the Galilee, the region of Galilee in, the, in Jerusalem, in Israel. It was, uh, well, it still, it still exists. It is a, a, a fishing village kind of town, it appears. I've never been there, but it was a ghetto. It was literally, Galilee means circle of the heathen. It was not a place that you go for vacation and he was born in bethlehem the scriptures teach but he was he lived and was raised in galilee there's a there's a scripture a story in the old testament of a king i believe the king of tyre who was offered galilee by king solomon and i think it was for payment for some of the materials used to build the the Hebrew temple or something like that or Solomon's home and he I believe he refused it because he wanted something of value Galilee was not a place of value it was a place of a lot of rebels and that's where Christ came from he was up against a system of oppression where the Romans I believe were had enslaved them had enslaved the Hebrews and they were taxed they were essentially treated like second-class citizens in their own home and this is a system that was definitely against the Hebrew nation so when we are talking about ghetto youths that are growing up into a system that starts out with their father not being there probably incarcerated especially if they're from minority ethnic groups such as blacks or what are called native americans and then a mom that's a single mom who has to work and in many cases has a, has very little time to, to parent them 
then a school system and an education system, a religious system, all these systems that in essence many times fail the expectations of our youths. It almost seems as if there is a system designed that designed to not look out for the best interests of these youths. And the thug life comes when a youth puts expectations on his father, on his mom, on the church, on the school system, on the government to be there to take care of them. The vulnerable of our society, the poor, the orphans, the widows and the strangers, people who fall through the cracks, they have an expectation that someone is going to be looking out for them and when and if that person doesn't or that system doesn't and when it appears that there is a system in place that does not want to look out for its vulnerable people then we have the expected the disappointment and the anger and the backlash that comes from a million gangsters in 33,000 gangs according to the national gang database and I'm going to continue on this in the next segment. I do hope you continue to stick around. Join the FAMTI Institute today and learn how to make better life choices by cultivating a godly mindset in our messianic mentorship programs. All programs are $120 per person monthly, with personal sessions, $100 for individuals, and $200 for family. We look forward to have you join the conversation at famtfamily.com. Lincoln here from Turn to Burn familycoms Transformational Man Cave. Continuing on our post-Thug Devotionals rambling, I started to speak about the system is set against the, the thugs, the ghetto youths, and it really is touching on a broader issue from our Thug Devotionals tour uh, that there is some content that I didn't necessarily think is I wanted to focus on in the book. But, or however, I believe it's important to to discuss as a spin-off. And the main thing is expectations and thug life. And there is, I believe, a driver of the thug life. This life that is driven by the, the um, reaction to failed expectations. Where our vulnerable, our youths, for example, the poor, people that are non-churched or anti-church, the sick, the unemployed, etc. Uh, many of these groups of people that end up becoming what the society calls thugs, outlaws, people that are outside of the, 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 the box of mainstream culture, they have placed their, high, their expectations and very high expectations on a set of people, for example, fathers. People, youths have placed expectations on fathers, excuse me, especially in minority settings. People have placed expectations on school, the school system to educate us. Youths place expectations on fathers to protect them, to coach them, to be there for them, to love them, to teach them how to be men and to enjoy the experience of manliness. People put expectations on friends. 
and these friends are expected to be a source of support a source of loyalty they put people also place expectations on the church system the religious institutions they're expected to give social guidance they're expected to be a corrective force a source of moral of moral enlightenment people put expectations on the government to be able to take care of resources to allocate resources in an efficient way to take care of resources that the market does not properly properly provide for example education and some levels of transportation security uh, incarceration support and rehabilitation etc and the police to protect us the wealthy people put expectations on the wealthy the capitalist class to employ people to be fair with wages and to to participate in charitable organizations to give back to their community so the vulnerable of our society many of these people who end up becoming thugs feel that their expectations remain unmet by people who are seen as the upper echelon of society they generally they're you know though people have this expectation that people take care of them outside of love people have no motive to help those who cannot provide them with a return on investment outside of compassion and outside of love there is no real reason for the the wealthy in society to take care of the poor uh, you know you don't get that much of a tax break <laughs> you it is it, it, it is not there has to be love has to be the reason why people take care of people who cannot provide them with a return on investment that people will invest into a set of people that can do nothing for them many parents help kids for example for kids to take care of them in their old age schools educate as a business policing is a job church is often a business the wealthy have stakeholders etc so why should anyone waste quote-unquote resources on the vulnerable the only reason is love however absent love thug life will reign and that is one reason thug life is reigning as the world generally has rejected love because if you reject christ you reject love the scriptures teach that god is love and christ is a full expression of god in flesh so for thugs they are seeing they are a result of the world turning their back on love and thug life will reign as tupac points out what's the youths unless we shoot no one notices you so in reaction to the pain of disappointment for unmet expectations the vulnerable reflect their pain in anger then violence and now we see voting patterns example many people many people allege that the brexit is a result of the vulnerable people in england turning their back on that european system of the euro dollar that is i'm pretty sure it's a more complex issue but brexit and the way it happened seem to be a result of people's expectations not being met of what a eurozone was supposed to do uh, you know amongst other things and then we see the trump the brit the last presidential election many people surmise and many people allege that it is again because of failed expectations that we see this administration receive its current mandate what are your views about expectations and thug life we encourage you I, this is such a, a controversial issue 
it didn't make it mainstream into thug devotionals but we encourage you to give us your reactions on this share your views with us you can reach us at connect at famtyfamily.com with your questions or famty handle is famty strong you can also if you are on the anchor platform call in and give us a reaction to these views your own views and bring us into this discussion we're not thin-skinned and we just encourage you to be congenial and polite not for our sake but for other people who might listen to this and you can also reach us at con at famtyfamily.com and check out our programs there lincoln gonna pause for today and we encourage you to look at our our vault or archive of programs give us your reactions there share with persons in the thug life families that are addressing family members that are in this thug life and we are we are we are certainly convinced that love is the answer to thug life because christ was a ghetto youth as we said and he came here none of man none of the man the human race met his expectations but he continued to love us because he was not appointed by us so we could not disappoint him he was appointed by his father and he came and he, he carried out his father's will went on a little longer than usual and I, you know there's a lot of loose ends in this discussion however we encourage you to give us your views pausing for today encouraging you to have a great day crushing effeminacy why rob god in this world of you and your family and until next time be nuclear we face this life and leave with scars rough badges of our many wars the harmful words and violent touch are signs of shame we try to hide expressions of our hate unwrapped in each human birthed to us lies love's image trapped in dust a note is sent to earth in jars or flesh a canvas for van gogh the painter that we fail to know sent his own son to take our blows and as his flesh this world disposed was ripped and torn to many shreds his body ruined as blood ran red his side no longer flawless to clean or mess an evil story his scars profess his father's glory that while our sins were dark and gory he was not afraid saying the closer you get to really know me you'll see these scars make me no less holy i remember one night paul banging on my door shouting your father just died and your mom has been trying to get you hurry to the hospital in those days we had a thing called dial up which meant when you were on the internet you lost voice calls I had a reggae music website that I was working on. It took 30 minutes to upload one song. I didn't make any money from it, but carried the scars thinking maybe if I was available. 
I remember falling from a bus. I nearly died. The wheels escaping my head. In those days in Jamaica, buses didn't stop. They slowed down. And you hopped off and ran alongside the bus to slow down. I did the first part correctly, so my shoulder was left scarred. I bounced off the ground and back to my feet, hoping no one saw. I remember rushing to the hospital room. They induced labor, not telling me about preeclampsia. I said okay, thinking the baby was still okay. However, ten hours later, I held him. The splitting image of me and similarly lifeless. They then turned attention to saving her. He seemed a distraction. I almost killed two more people. Each story left me more scarred. And I forgot about the painter who behind all this pain was still creating a masterpiece. Each scar made me feel further from him. Unworthiness of my flesh feeling. The hope in the Bible of fable for fools. There is no God, I said. And if he exists, he's a psychopath. The scars I bore signs of his wrath. I lived hooked by that lie that made me destined to fry. God would not get the pleasure of seeing me cry, alone and confused, destined to lose, only looking forward to the next weekend when I could get drunk again, looking in the mirror and seeing the monster I had become. And then at the end of two semi-automatic guns, I heard... The closer you get to really know me, you will see these scars make me no less holy. So I looked at the cross and saw the scars that he bore, for a world that their king refused to adore. He showed me his beard that was plucked like a duck. He took the disgrace so I wouldn't need luck. Those scars are his trophies. These scabs share a story of how the dawn shares glory through suffering and pain and invites scar-filled sinners to share in his reign. But his throne is built for flesh draped in white, humans born again to be enrobed in light, who give up our scars because he clings to his grants eternal life with the life that he lives and the worst thing is that we think he will not know the scarring from hatred that we choose to hide and so many jewels resort to backslide rejecting the symphony in scars on our king declaring to the world in the most tranquil voice the closer you get to really know me you will see your scars make you no less holy. Join the Family Institute today and learn how to make better life choices by cultivating a godly mindset 
in our Messianic Mentorship Programs. All programs are $120 per person monthly, with personal sessions $100 for individuals and $200 for family. We look forward to have you join the conversation at famtfamily.com.